The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Welcome to the last episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast for 2023. Nick Callum and Riley joining you once again. If you have been with us since the beginning, thank you very much for another great year of fantasy. Boys, it's hard to believe that we are in uh, almost in finals rounds for NRL. This year's gone really quick, hasn't it? It's gone super quick, mate. Really, really quick. Can't believe it. Boys, how's it going? Yes, very quick year, mate. All right. Uh, being our last episode of the year, uh, we do want to remind you that you can still follow us on social media um, and keep in contact throughout the year for before 2024 season begins and ask us questions about which players could be uh, very relevant for next year. But of course, we've still got uh, this year to talk about and some final rounds of fantasy to uh, play so without further ado let's get stuck into it we're not going to do what we usually do and go through individual teams we're just going to go through some good buys and sells for the round so um let's kick it off cow let's let's start with sells it's pretty simple this week if you have trades well done to start off with i don't know how um but if you've got trades you need to sell anyone who is a red dot, and there are a thousand of them. A thousand. It's ridiculous this week. I'm, I feel sorry for those um, fantasy coaches who actually have their head-to-head finals this week because I know that beginning of the season there was options of either having it last week or this week, and some are still playing. And if that's the case, you're probably lucky to field a full 13. Mm. It's been carnage this week, the team list. Yeah, um... Broncos are like resting half their team. I saw this week. Pretty much, uh, Broncos versus Melbourne. It's um battle of the reserve grade teams. That's going to be a high quality <laughs> matchup. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it. It'll be a good game, I think. If we've got any listeners who actually have a whole lot of trades, I know one person in our league who still has a fair few trades. Do you <laughs> think? that uh, they should go ahead and get all the reserve players just in that one game and see how they go this week? Oh, you could. You may as well. I know who you're talking about. I think the bloke's still got like 30 trades because he gave up at the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I might He's message him. Right. He, he made it through to the um, semifinals of the preliminary final, which is... Yeah, I, only, I only missed out of making that uh, the bottom eight final, I think, by like 10 points. So, you know, yeah. I'll... I, I'll just take this time too. I'll uh, congratulate Doily on winning that and also uh, shout out to, to Mitch for winning our competition. Yeah. That's it. That, that's all that <laughs> to be said. Well deserved. Well deserved. Let's uh, go through some of the best buys in each, each position for the week. As we mentioned before, heaps of red dots. Um, you're going to be very annoyed if you are playing the grand final this week and you've got no trades. But if you do have some... Who, Cal, in your opinion, would be the best purchase this year? I can mention one player who absolutely did me in the preliminary final, one DCE. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I suppose it, it depends on each position of who you have out of who you need to purchase. Um, I know a lot of coaches have Harry Grant out this week. So if you're in the market for a hooker, you don't have a backup hooker, then 
there's three that come to mind for me personally that I'd be looking at targeting. Um, you've got the clear option of Damian Cook at hooker. Um, last three average against the Roosters of 59.3. Um, you've got Api Corusau. Um, when he versus Manly, he does okay. His last three average is 52.3. Or you've got an interesting one, um, someone who was a gun last year, started the year okay and has um, dropped off quite significantly over the past couple of months, and that's Reese Robson. Um, his last three average is 61.7 against Panthers because he does a lot of tackling in those games. So um, he could be someone to potentially look at for this week as well. All right, let's go through some good options for mids. Nick, did you want to take this one, mate? Oh, mids, we're going by position, eh? Yeah, mate. Why not? Makes sense. Well, I've I've got a trade up my sleeve. Don't know if you boys do. but uh... (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at bringing in Big Tino. Uh, so I think he's a good option there in the mids. Um, but I'm actually not doing that. I'm bringing in someone we've already talked about. Um, Jack DeBellin's back. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't think Isaiah Yo will probably play, to be honest. I, I feel like those Penrith players will rest, but he's a green tick at the moment. But, yeah, I think um, Tino is probably the best option. Jack DeBellin, possibly. I think Cameron Murray, if you don't have him as well, mm. is another decent option there. Um, that'd probably be my top three, mate. Let's move to the edge position. Dave Fafita named uh name to play. So obviously if you have him, he's a hold. Uh IPAPs as well for the Tigers. So I don't do you think that the edge position really needs to change if you're a coach cow? No, there's pretty much only one clear gun that's out this week, and that's John Bateman, mm. um, who unfortunately is in my team. <laughs> um, and the bloke's got no trades, hasn't had trades for the past month. <laughs> um, so it's not ideal. But he's probably the only only one, and you could probably go to a feeder and IPAPs, or you could go um, Britain Nicara, who scored 67 last time against the Raiders, or... If you want to go something really spicy to finish off the year and you don't really care anymore, Hamale Olakowatu, last three average of 65 against the Tigers. Yeah, right. Yes. That is spicy. Uh, Harves, I mentioned him before, DCE. What a performance he had last week. He was the reason uh, that Doily and Mitch got the win in their finals. Yep. Did he get 90-odd? 106. 106. Jeez, that. Bounce back. Was that ghost points, was it? Yeah. He was he was versing a team of ghosts in the Bulldogs who just can't defend. <laughs> and he literally just scored as many points as he wanted. Gotta hand it to Doily. Um I was looking at the app all week and he had uh captained Avarillo. And I'm looking at it going, Why has he done this? And then came game day and uh yeah. Noticed that he traded Avrilo, got in DCE, put the captaincy on him, and there you go. Congratulations. Uh, any other halves out, lads? Not really, I don't think. Like, you, Nico Hines is back this week, so he's, well, clear he's still named. Depends, I suppose, what happens in the Broncos game if they wanted to uh, rest players, but I don't think there's really anyone. Our, 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 oh, Sean, Sean Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say as well, I um, 
I don't think it'd be a smart idea to captain and vice captain Hines and Cleary because they could both not play. Yeah. Still. Um, Who would we captaincy options this week then, lads? Well, I'm bringing in DCE, so I'm going to chuck the the vice captaincy on him because he's versus the West Tigers in case Cleary doesn't play. Um, or then you can just probably chuck it on. You can chuck it on Dom Sultan's man, Joey Manu. <laughs> 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 you know, he st- still scored quite well. I, I don't know if he scored above a thousand last week with Manu or like high nine hundreds or something. He scored quite well last week with Manu as captain. Well, you know, you would when you had six trades in the last three rounds. Yeah, that's true. It does help. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I rate the um the shout of Cherry Evans. I had a look as well before. His last scores against the Tigers, 59-65-119. Ooh. I might just captain him from the get-go. Also, with the halves as well, Munster's out. Forgot uh, about Munster. Uh, do we even bother about the centre position? Don't trade in one. Pretty much. If you've got red dots, then there's not much point getting in a centre. Um, if that's your only trouble, though, then you could look at maybe interesting options. Like, uh, I don't really know who I'd go. Maybe Dylan Lucas. He's been scoring okay. Hammer. Uh, Isaac Tungo is back in the extended. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in. Get him in. Get him in. And I guess really the last position we need to talk about is uh, the wing fullback position. A lot of red dots. Uh, Kalen Ponga is out. Uh, Nickel Clockstart is out for me as well. He had a, a decent score last week of 73. That's disappointing. Like, that is out, not the score. Um, any good options to bring in this week, Cal? And also, uh, is Teddy still out? No, uh, Teddy's playing. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'd buy him, though. <laughs> I don't know who you'd go. Probably just flip a coin and go the highest averaging wing of fullback that you can get because so that'd be Scotty Drinkwater right Scotty Drink no great no, I don't even know if I, I, don't, I don't I don't really like Drinkwater this week with the matchup against Penrith like he can do okay but it's true Marzi yeah probably Marzi's got a higher average than Drinkwater mm. what about one Ryan Pappenhausen oh no Jermaine <laughs> Nisarko did, I didn't have a look at his points last week uh, he scored seven from 18 minutes. Beautiful. Bring him in. Put the vice on him. He's going large this week. Well, I actually, I actually we... hope he doesn't, so he's cheap for next year. Actually, Lockie Miller's back at fullback. He is, yes. I was thinking, big matchup between Rabbitohs and Roosters. Would you be gain enough to bring in Latrell Mitchell? Yeah, he's suspended, mate, but yes. True. He is suspended. When is that bloke ever playing? Like what Cameron Murray said. Troll me up, baby. <laughs> uh, anything else we need to uh, give advice to for our coaches listening this week? Use your trades wisely. Yes. <laughs> Have any, and if you do, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, we've done best captaincy options. So I think... Uh, do we we don't want to go through teams and go through who we've got this week each round who's winning quickly? 
Oh, we can quickly discuss that if you want. We can go through each game and give our tips. It's pretty hard this week, actually. It is. It is. Uh, let's start off with Thursday footy, then Bronco Storm. Again, this is going to be reserve grade, kicking off the last round of NRL. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Broncos just because they're playing at home, and I know Nick will be a fan of that. Nick, who you got? Yeah, Bronx Nation, mate. Cal. Pains me to say it because I really want to say Melbourne, but I'm going to have to agree and go Broncos. Beauty. Uh, let's move on to Friday night footy. We've got Manly taking on Tigers. I've got Manly here. Nick? Yeah, Manly at four pines. Callum? The Sea Eagle. Uh, this should actually be, uh, I reckon, the biggest uh, match of the week. We've got the Rabbitohs taking on the Roosters Friday at 8 o'clock. Um, who you got, lads? I'm I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Roosters have got this one. I'm going to say Rabbitohs. I just, have a, I just have this image in my head of somehow them winning... And then Trail Mitt comes back next week. <laughs> Callum. Oh, I'm actually going to go the Rooster here. Yeah. Saturday footy. What a matchup. Dolphins take it on the Warriors. Uh, this one is being played in Brisbane as well. I'm going to go the Waz though. Callum. Uh, fins up. Nicholas. Oh, just look at the team lists. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Finns actually. Let's do Panthers and Cowboys next. This one is being played on Saturday, five thirty. I will go to Panthers here. Oh, I'll go. Um, if if Penrith play most of their guys, I think Penrith will win. Cowboys are absolutely useless in Sydney. Callum, over to you. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't think they're that useless. I'm pretty sure they beat you in a grand final down there. But anyway, um, rigged. Excuse me. I yeah, I'm similar uh, to Nick. If Panthers rest players, then I'd probably go Cowboys. But I'm probably have to say the Panther. All right. Uh, we've got the Dragons taking on the Knights to wrap up Saturday footy. Um, I'm going to go Knights here, Nick. I'm going to go Dragons, mate. Cal's going to go Dragons as well. I'm going the Red V, yep. All right. Sunday footy, Titans taking on Bulldogs. I'm going Titans. This one is being played in the Gold Coast as well. Nicholas? Uh, yeah, Bulldogs. Callum? Titans. Uh, wrapping up the round, we've got Sharks taking on the Raiders. I'm going to go Cronulla. Nicholas? Oh, God, this is probably the match of the, the week, really, except for the Rabbits Roosters, probably. Um, oh, God, I'll go Sharks. Callum. Yeah, Corey Horse was out, so let's go Sharks. All right. we uh, This was Callum's idea. We're going to have a season review of our individual teams. Um, it's been an interesting year playing fantasy. The... Buy rounds absolutely ruined, uh, you know, uh, strategies and team value. And it's just been a ridiculous year, Cal. Uh, let's start off with your team. You were unlucky this year, mate. You were very, very unlucky. Yeah, if you ask me, I'm probably the, you know, the unluckiest coach going around. Simple as that. 
Yeah, that's all right. So, what what, what, what did you want to know, mate? Just want to know. Um, well, let's start. Where I finished. With, or? Let's start off with your biggest trades of the year. What the best ones? I'll just say the most controversial, the ones that you know uh, lifted your team, and then the ones that uh, let you down a little bit. <laughs> well, there's a few of them. Um, right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll run through what I put down as my probably my best trades that I've done. So, got on the Cardi party in round two. Didn't quite get the invitation round one, but uh, got VIP access in round two, and that was quite nice. Made me some good coin. Set up a little bit of my season there. Um, I bought Zach Hossing in though in round five for Cody Party, and um, although it was probably a bad, it was a bad idea at the at that time to sell. Actually, not at that time it was okay, but going from there, Cardi actually um, continued um, to perform quite well. Um, but I bought in Zach Hossie and he did all right, made me a few um, hundred thousands of dollars right there, which was quite nice. Um, bought in our favorite hooker, the 35-year-old from Townsville, Jake Granville and Dream Buller in round nine. That was, They were pretty good trades, in my opinion, um, just for the circumstances of how my team uh, was tracking at that point. Uh, then got on Corey Horsborough a little bit earlier than some in round 10. Took a little bit of a risk. I think I traded out Joseph Tartney for him. Um, which look in the end, there was probably an upside there, but I probably could have held Tartney like Nick did. Um, Jack, I bought Jack DeBellin in round 11. Um, Jake Turpin, I purchased him round 14. He made me some nice money. Um, Kalen Ponga and Jake Simpkin, I also got them in earlier than some in round 16. And then I'm actually going to put Sandon Smith in as a decent trade that I did as well in round 17. There was a little bit of a a risk bringing him in with the uncertainty of Sam Walker um, coming in, coming back into that side, but he kept getting delayed and Santa Smith kept uh, playing and eventually he was dropped for Drew Hudson, but I traded him out before that. So it was quite nice. Um, worst trades. I will concede this um, selling Tanner Boyd in round two. Uh Biggest mistake, mate. After round two, actually. So it would have been round three. Yeah, not great. Um, also, um, selling... Well, I, I wouldn't say Egan Butch was a bad sell, but I also did him the same week as Tanner Boyd. I bought in Adam Reynolds and Reese Walsh. So another bad trade there, bringing in Adam Reynolds. I could have chose Sean Johnson, um, who was actually cheaper at that point of time. But I looked at the Broncos draw and I thought, you know what, Renault is not going to score below 50. He didn't really, but then he didn't really score that high above 50 either. He pretty much averaged around that 50. And mm-hmm. we all know what Sean Johnson did this season. And that's probably my biggest regret. No, not following the trend. And, no, no, we didn't. And um, if we did, then we all would have purchased him at the beginning of the season when he was like 400 and something K. So mm. that's all right. Um, selling Jermaine Hopgood in round seven really wasn't ideal either. Um, probably could have held him. But a lot of us decided to, sell him as the season went on and Eels were starting to get some more players back in their side and getting a stronger pack. Um, also purchased Toby Couchman in round seven. I'll leave that one there. <laughs> he was in my team, I think, for about hmm, 10 rounds. Um, anyway, Pat Carrigan also sold him in round eight and the person I bought in for him was an absolute shit kicker in Tavita Pangai Jr., Never again. Well, can't actually if he continues with his boxing and doesn't go to the Dolphins. Um, 
I also sold Connolly Lemuelu in round eight and then decided to bring him back in round 10. So wasting trades 101. It's pretty simple there. Heal and Lukey as well. Um, not a great decision bringing him in. Like I brought him in after he had that big score, had a low break, even looked great. But then there was always that um, uncertainty around his position in the team uh, with Nanai, um, Luciano in the team, and also Kuli Kefu. So it wasn't great. And then also Samuel Afainu. He's another bloke that I decided to bring in and just didn't have the job security. And I don't know why I did, but simple as that. That's my best and worst trades in a quick summary. Do you want to give us your overall rank? Overall score? Um, Well, you don't have to. No, I will because this isn't my overall team. The actual, the overall team might actually jump up a few ranks in the Battle of the Potty this week. Might finish about middle of the pack. We're, we're about middle of the pack anyway, um, but we might get up a few because we have more players playing than what others do, which is uh, quite nice. But I finished, um, I'll put it there as well, I finished third in our league uh, before finals, and then as we know, I went out in straight sets two weeks in a row. Um, but yeah, my overall rank, um, so my overall score is 2-2-2-2, two, 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 Five, um, and then the overall rank is eight seven six five. So not great, but this is the head-to-head team. It's not the overall. All right, what well up, mate? Cheers, Nick. Let's go over to you. You had a killer season until finals round, where you didn't get your justice, mate. You couldn't. You couldn't take away the gold. That's right, mate. I had um, I had my best year in fantasy by far. By far. And, uh, yeah, still couldn't uh, even make the grand final in the head-to-head league, which is interesting um, because I have made one before uh, a few years ago. So that just goes to show I think our our competition is a little bit stronger now. Um, And also head-to-head is a bit interesting. It does come down to matchups in that week. But, all right, what do you want me to start with, mate? Best best trades, maybe? Yeah, your standout trades of the year. Right. Well, I think I'll go with my starting team. Um, I, I started with Braden Trindle, Jacob Preston, and Jackson Ford. Um, so I think those three guys really helped me early, especially um, Preston and Trindle, who was in for Nico Hines at the time. They made a lot of cash for me and um, didn't I didn't need to trade them in. So I started with them, which was good. Um in round two, I um, got in Jack Bird into my centers, um, and that was a really good trade because um, the center position was really tough early on, and we went with the strategy of not having DR centers, so we wanted cheap centers. But I felt like I was falling behind the pack. I was giving up 30 or 40 points in my centers potentially, so I just got in Jack Bird, thanks to Cal's advice as well, I must add, on a phone You're call. Right. <laughs> so that was a good trade-in. Um, I brought in Sean Johnson in round four as well. He was quite cheap then. Um, that wasn't Cal's advice. So, you know, I don't always listen to him. Um, so that was a pretty good trade for me. Um, Phoenix Crossland in round eight, I'll, I'll put that down as a good trade-in because he did make some a lot of money and I probably could have held him longer. I ended up re- trading him out in round 16 and I could have could have held him for even longer. 
Jake Granville, as Callum mentioned, I brought him in in round nine. He he made some cash for me and is a decent scorer. Uh, Dream Buller in round 10, I thought was a decent trade-in at the time um, in the wing fullbacks. Uh, Jacob uh, Jake Turpin in round 14 made a lot of money. And obviously, Kalen Ponga, I bought in round 16. Bit of a risk because he uh, burnt me last year, if you do remember, after that Origin 3. <laughs> um and then I guess in late season, I, I did bring in Brendan Piakura and Dan Russell, who made a lot of money for me. Um, but yeah, that's that's all the the trade-ins I said in my best because, um, and you notice there are no, no big-name players there except for probably uh, Sean Johnson or maybe Jack Burr because all my other ones I feel like weren't very great. <laughs> Even though I had a good season, they were yeah. like, okay. I might I can chuck in David for feeder. I did get him quite early compared to everyone else, which probably helped me as well. Yeah. Kind of slacked off in the late season, didn't he? David? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I, I sort of um he kind of just plummeted. Yeah, I guess he helped me win a lot of head to head games um in the middle of the season. Um compared to other guys in our league, which is probably good. But then he didn't really help me on later in the year, but I guess a lot of people had him by then anyway. So it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a win sort of loss. I think about even we'll call that trade. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do what we did with Cal. Let's go through your overall rank and uh, score. All right. And then I'll tell you some of my crap trades. Oh, yes. I have a lot. So my overall score is two two four eight zero. So that ranks at six thousand three hundred and fifty. Uh, for a head to head team, that's all right, I guess. Um, I did get down to a rank midweek. At one point, I was down like a hundred and twenty, but at the end of the round, I think it was like two two twenty nine. The end of the week, <laughs> that was in round. That was in round five. So from round four to about round 12, I was in like the top 800 there for six weeks. So that was great, or even longer than that, yeah. But then obviously when the buyers came around, didn't really care about them. So dropped back down in the ranks. Right, mate, crap trades from me. Please, I'd love to hear this. Oh, as many. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't waste as many trades as Callum, which probably helped me, but... Um, Egan Butcher and Brandon Smith starting with them absolute trash that was just I don't know what I was thinking back then um, trading out Patrick Carrigan in round 8 I remember this night very clearly in my head we traded him out he versed Parramatta he got about 4 offloads in 5 minutes start of the game and he ended up scoring probably I don't know how many points 80 points um, so that was bad also sold out Jermaine Hopgood the week before, and then Parramatta got all those injuries. Oh, got an injury in that next week, RCG. So that was a bad trade out. Um, I also traded in around this time for these players: Ruben Cotter, James Tedesco, and Reese Walsh. And I don't think they were great options really um, at that time. So Ruben Cotter didn't really score very well for me b- before Origin, and then I sold him out. So he he did nothing for my team. Um, Reese Walsh was probably okay. Went into Origin though, as we we didn't know if he was going to play Origin or not then. So I'll I'll take that one on the chin. James Tedesco, he was really cheap, but he did not score that great at that time. It took him a while to get into his work. So I probably could have went for some other 
cash makers at that point, I think. Um, obviously, I brought in my, my worst guy I probably brought in was probably Ben Travojevic, but a lot of people brought him in. He, he, he literally got injured straight away. So, um, so that being my worst wasn't that bad. Um, some other guys I'll put on the list later in the season. Keon Colomitungi didn't do much for me. Nelson Asafa Solomona didn't do much for me, but at least they did a job. They they sort of scored forties roughly. Isaac Tungo didn't even play a game for me. I had him for five weeks, and yeah, so that's about it. Not 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 disastrous, but um, yeah, could have been a little bit better. <sighs> well, I'm not going to go through mine in full detail because I'm very irrelevant this year in fantasy. I will point out some interesting trades I made. Round two, let's start off with the very first week that I could do trades. Brandon Smith and Sean Bloor out for Tohu Harris and Bryce Cartwright. I love this trade in round five. Ben Murdoch Masali. I hope I got it. Masilla, sorry. Um, to Jack Bostock. And ever since then, Jack Bostock has been in my team throughout the whole year. I'll tell you who else has been in my team throughout the whole year. Started from week <laughs> week one, T. Talau from the Tigers in my team the whole year, sitting in emergencies for the whole year. Thank you very much for your contributions. Um, I had an interesting uh, kind of trade in re- week eight and week 10. I traded out Bryce Cartwright to James Tedesco I held James Tedesco for two weeks and then decided to trade him and Lockie Miller to Nico Hines and Tane Milne. Oh, Tane Milne, yeah. Yeah, 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 him. Yeah, that was an interesting trade from you. It was, (laughs) but I got in Nico Hines, so I was happy with that. Um, I bought in for – oh, this is interesting. Week nine – I traded out Katoa, Warbrick, and Isaac Thompson for Joey Manu, Jake Granville, and Buller, which I thought was good. And then round 12, I decided to trade out Joey Manu again and bring in Dave Bafida. Mm. I've I've made some ridiculous trades. A lot of back and forth. Um, I was very... Um, a bit like a Cal, mate. Hmm? A bit like Callum. He was trading in and trading out the same players. Well, I thought I had to make as many trades as I did at the, at the beginning of the season just to keep up with the top contenders. For a while, I was in the, what, top four, but then I just started slowly dropping out, and that's because I made some very silly trades um, in the middle of the season. So I should have been smart like last year, and I should have held on to trades until the very end of the season. That way I could make some big big boy plays big boy trades and then make the finals like I did last year. But I was, I think I was point chasing. I think I was chasing those players who were scoring very, very well. And then they kind of dropped back. Um, and I didn't really have any trades left to fix my mistake. Um, yeah, it was an interesting year. I won't make the same mistakes I did this year. Next year I'll be better. I promise you that. Overall rank, um, 18,806. I mentioned that to Cal a little bit earlier. He did have a laugh. Thank you, Callum. And my total score was uh, 21,335. So, again, interesting year. That's why I don't 
uh, you know, say too much when it comes to who you should trade in or out on the podcast. I kind of let Nick and Callum do that. And that's why I don't go on our social media platforms and message back listeners who have asked questions. My opinion is irrelevant. My team this year was irrelevant, but I will continue to do this part of the podcast next year. Thank you very much. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> Mate, I think you're still the best Riley on all po- podcast platforms for fantasy. Callum? Oh, without, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to confirm that with you. Oh, also, I I forgot a trade of mine. Lachlan Miller was a contentious point. I actually traded him out in round nine about two or three weeks before he got dropped. And the reason I did that was because he had a buy in round 10 and then he had a buy in round 14, which are both two weeks of head-to-head games. But all other podcasts who are overall podcasts, which is all right, he was playing round 13. So a lot of people were just keeping him for that. But that's, that was sort of an overall thing because head-to-head we weren't playing round 13. So... I saw he had two buys coming up in, in four weeks, so I traded him out, and then he ended up losing his job anyway, so that was a bit lucky for me. Mate, you just had the crystal ball out. You knew exactly <laughs> what was coming. You're the wizard, the fantasy wizard. Oh. I did change my name to that. I think <laughs> changing my name ruined me. What, what's your what's your, uh, your team name now? At the moment, <laughs> Neville Longbottom's team of magicians. <laughs> of your best <laughs> nick got a question for you yes Can you answer this for me what round did you bring in phoenix crossland uh round eight and sold him in round 16 <laughs> i brought him in round seven i traded out jermaine hopgood and matt dory for jack bird and phoenix crossland <laughs> oh yeah not too bad no not bad at all I want to check actually how much Crossland made for me in that time. And he would have made more if I held him. The What's best fancy now, player yeah. ever. Wow. Calm down. I I was so off of me. He made me or oh, I see he didn't make me that much. He only made me 60k. Oh. He had a bad week in there. He made 253 overall. Yeah. So I, I, I should have held him longer. But that's all right. Do you think yeah. he is a potential decent half hooker player to start next year in our teams in twenty twenty? He won't have his job. He won't have his job again. He'll be he'll be back on the reserve. Stay on the bloody bench, Phoenix. <laughs> You'll get your ten minutes of bloody game time here and there, mate. <laughs> is this is this a, is this is this out of line? So I, I want the listeners to sort of you know come at me here if this is out of line, but. Should the Brisbane Broncos be interested in Phoenix Crossland? Oh, my. <laughs> Considering you were saying at the beginning of the year, how does this Blake play in, you know, the NRL? He is the worst player to ever play in the NRL. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I say that on multiple every week. Yeah. You we can go through and check the tapes. He, but, he's not you know, that bad. No, most improved, mate. I'm, I'll most put my hand up. Player. Most improved player. There you go. Get him up <laughs> here. Get the award. Well, I don't know. I feel like he's offering a bit more than Corey Pakes and Tyson Smoothie. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Maybe because he's playing more. I don't know. Yeah. I think Billy Walters is doing well now. But Phoenix Crossland, for me, is offering a little bit more than those two at the moment. I, yeah, I, I like Smoothie, though. I think he'll be okay this week. Obviously, um, they've got Blake Moser on the bench there now as well, making his debut. Um, they've also got Corey Pakes on the bench, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think Kobe Hetherington might come into the side for one of them. But 
I, th- I think Smoothie's a decent player. Like we saw what he did in the trials. I actually wanted him to start this year just because it would be a you know another cash cow. But um, look, uh, Phoenix has improved a lot. Like he is, he is a good player. I always thought he was all right. I didn't think he was great, but he's been really good for the Knights the past eight games where they've won eight in a row. So obviously it's off the back of Caelan Ponga, not Phoenix Crossland, but he's 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 played a role. Who, in your opinion, will get the Dalian medal this year? Because there are some contenders. I reckon it's out of two people. And you can jump in if you think it's going to be someone oh. else in these two, but I think it's either going to be Payne Haas or Sean Johnson. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't know if Payne Haas is going to get it, though. No, well, he was winning behind when it went to um, um, behind closed doors, so he was winning it at that point, but... I th- I actually hope Sean Johnson gets it. I've missed a lot of Warriors games, to be honest, because they usually yeah. play at that early time in the day, like Friday at 6 o'clock, and sometimes I don't see it. So yeah. I haven't actually ca- caught a lot of their games, to be honest, but he has played obviously well. Mm. If Caelan Ponga played the whole season, probably Caelan Ponga. <laughs> yeah. I know Nathan Cleary is up there as well, but he obviously missed a few games, so that'll um, affect him. I, I feel like Paynars mightn't get it because um, Reese Walsh might steal some points. Patrick Carrigan's second half of the year was a lot yeah. better. Um, yeah. Obviously, Adam Reynolds probably get some points. Herbie Farmworth, to me, should get a lot of points as well. Like, mm. yeah. Interesting that none of us mentioned Nico Hines. Uh, he was out injured, wasn't he? First four weeks or something like that. But then he caught up. He caught up to the point scoring tally, but then the Sharks sort of fell away a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he'll get there. He no, lost a lot of confidence after he got dropped from uh, the New South Wales side. I yeah. Noticed. Yeah. Uh, question for you. Who's going to get uh, coach of the year? Andrew Webster. If Broncos win the minor premiership, I think surely you've got to give it to Kevin Walters. Surely. Well, yeah, no I reckon. I reckon Andrew Webster with the work he's done, the Warriors. Yeah, right, I mate. Um, and what about Rookie of the Year? I do strongly believe that Carm Pereira will get it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, hardly. Carm Pereira. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> As in, we're probably missing a lot of rookies here. Jacob Preston, to me, seems yeah, like an obvious choice. Out. Yeah. Will Warbrick. How about Jermaine Hopgood, or is he not classed as a rookie? No, he won't. I don't think he classes because he played last year. But as, if, if, okay, if you played a couple of years, yeah. Because if yeah. you played just the year before a couple of games, it's all right. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, it's not, it's not as much of a standout as what, as what it was last year. Hmm. Is there any, there's probably someone that we're missing. It's just a clear. That's right. Yeah. Could you, could you say that Jareem Buller would be in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he would be. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't play the whole year, though. No, yeah. no. So that'll affect him. Can't pray will win it. Yeah, right. No, Jacob Preston will get it. Kieran Foran has more of a chance than Gladdy Can't Pereira of winning rookie of the year. 
And that bloke's been playing the comp since he was, I don't know, 20 years old. He's now 38. Jack Howlis, shout out. First game. First game. First game this week after being paid $500,000 $500, last year and then also this year hasn't played a game yet. No, that's all right. He really will, though. They rate him down there. Imagine getting paid a million dollars before you even played a game. It's a lot of Why not? The last two years we've been talking about him in fantasy, he hasn't even played a game yet. Uh, maybe maybe he could be a uh, cash cat to look out for next year, but well, I don't know. Well, how about um Isaiah Katoa from the Dolphins? I I yeah, think true. he's played quite well. Yeah, he could he could be a um a decent shout for rookie mm. of the year. There were no other awards that we had to mention, were there? Probably not, mate. Not not relevant anyway. All right. Well, I think that's all we need to do in this potty, unless anyone no, has. I want to go through things that we learned this season that we're going to take into next year because there's a lot that I want to all say right. for the listeners of what the I floor did. is yours, Callum. The floor oh, is okay. Yours. I'll go first, right? Um, well, this year I've noticed I started with way too many mid-rangers, um, especially in the edge position. I looked at my team. I had Egan Butcher, Trent Liero, Eli Katoa, Jackson Ford. So yes, the Storm players did well and so did Ford. Egan Butcher didn't do quite well. But I look at it now, I really could have utilized that money elsewhere for my team. Um, I could have started probably with some other guns um, instead of, yeah, trying to spread my money around and get people who I thought had a a small upside and I could make a little bit of money from them. Um, I also started with Brandon Smith. Everyone pretty much started with Brandon Smith and it was really risky if you didn't at the beginning of the year, but looking back on it, I really wish I didn't, but you pretty much had to follow the trend. Um, he was another mid-ranger, so there's some money there as well. Um, I definitely traded players out way too early this season compared to last season. Um, clear example, last year, I look at it, I held Jeremiah and I think a month after than what most of you guys sold him last year. And he actually went on to make like another hundred K from there. Cause I think we all sold him or most of you sold him when he was first in Penrith or a tough team. And he came out and scored a 70. And I'm like, Oh, righto. And at that point, I think his break even was at 40 something. Um, so he probably was a clear sell, but I just look at it. I probably need to hold um, those type of players next year. Just a little bit longer in my team. Um, also, I purchased players who pretty much only had an okay job security. They didn't have a set um, job security, so they were pretty much in the team, only started for a couple of weeks. Obviously, the clear examples there are Samuel Afainu and Toby Couchman. Um, and then last year, I purchased players who had decent job security um, in Jazz Tavunga. He was a bit mid-ranger, but made me a bit of money. And also, Saliba Havili was one last year that I bought in, and he made me a lot of money and, yeah pretty surprising um but that's that's what i put down to this year why i didn't do as well um obviously last year was a great year for me but um i also i used too many trades too early in the season um i need to just just to try and fix errors that for my team that i started with so hopefully i can resolve that for next year use too many trades throughout the season and as a result had pretty much next to none when it came to the final so i really need to have a plan in place for next year to make sure I have probably, I'd say, maybe eight to 10 trades, maybe around eight leading into the finals. Um, 
But yeah, next year I just I, I think the plan is that I'm going to take into I'm going to start with a few more guns, some more cheapies, eliminate those mid rangers who I think only have a small upside. Like there's no point getting them in. Um, pretty much, yeah, that that's about it. And just don't use trades for the sake of using them. Like they're there, but unless unless they give us more next year, which I pray every year that that's what they do, but they never do it. Um, I just I just need to have more trades in the bank leading into. Uh, finals. That's pretty much it. That's what I'm taking the next year. Very good. I might jump in there. I know another mistake that you made, Callum. You didn't charge people when they came to you every single week and asked for trade opinions. Well, it's fortune, mate, with one person in particular. Is this a person on the potty or... No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, I didn't. Hey, no, that was. I'm talking like, about Nick. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, we have, we have big phone calls. We helped each other on like five trades, and everyone's like, "Oh, you just talk to each other every week and make trades." Okay, no, well, we don't, but we, we did talk to each other. Pretty much we talked to each other. <laughs> well, we no, no, not as much as other people. I can get, oh, tell you that. Um, but yeah, well, it's going to be different next year. That's another thing. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have a uh, we'll, we'll give maybe a sneak preview. We might have a Q and A putty next year, so uh, all those blokes can actually put their questions in and get your notebooks ready. Yeah, we can yeah. actually answer the questions on the podcast instead of messaging all the time. Yep, that'd be nice. Uh, mistakes that I made this year. Well, one of them was not going to Callum or Nick more often. <laughs> True. <laughs> I decided this year I'll try and play for myself. Some weeks I did just ask for your opinions, but I was going to make trades initially, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should go to Nick and Cal and see if this is a good idea or not. And I did get some help. So thank you, Laz. Appreciate it. Um, But, you know, next year, it's a good reminder that if you're a listener and a coach to jump on the potty, have a listen, or if you don't have time to listen, Send us a message on our uh, direct messages and we'll get to you. There's no point going out and, um, you know, going to Callum or Nick personally because then you know who's helping you. If you go to our social media direct messages, then you don't know who's going to help you. It's three blokes and our fantasy podcast that are helping you. So that's, that's you know, a, a good suggestion. If you do have questions about trades in that next year, Jump on our DMs. We're going to help you, but you don't know who's going to be helping you. It's not going to be me. Let me just say that much. It's going to be either Nick or Callum. Another mistake I made this year that I have to agree with Callum with was just silly trades, silly early trades. I um wasn't really thinking about the long term. I was thinking about short term. I was using a lot of trades early and I was doing a lot of back and forth. So I was bringing in players that were only in my team for about two or three weeks. Yes, some of them did get injured or suspended, so I had to make those trades. But the majority of them was just bringing them in because they were scoring good points. But then when they weren't scoring that well, I decided to trade them out. And what happened? Two or three weeks later, the people I initially got in and traded out started scoring good for me again. So I've just got to play the patient game and just hold on to players who, if they're not scoring well, give them another two or three weeks. That way I can save some trades and potentially hold on to players who end up scoring well. Um, 
I beginning of the season I did have a lot of halves. Of course I had to have them, but in my interchange, I wasn't really covering for other positions. I did have a lot of halves like um Tanner Boyd and I'm pretty sure I had Phoenix Crossland in there for a while and just some other low scoring halves that I didn't really need. I could have gone for some cheaper options in other positions. But apart from that, I think it was the trades that really did me this year. So next year, that's just going to be my my main thing. Hold on to players, give them a better chance before trading them out. Nick, I know you've probably got a lot more um, key things that you want to point out this year that you've made um, that you probably want to take into next year. Yeah, I guess um, you boys have talked about many things that are that are good to take into next year and for our listeners to follow. But I guess for me, um, coming into this year and w- what was my best fantasy year by far, um, things I learned that I'll take in um, to next year is to try and follow the pack early in the season, I feel like that's something I've tried not to do, which I feel like a lot of fancy players when they're just starting out will try and go, Oh, I'm going to pick this person and this person, but this person I'll go different to everyone else because, you know, it's, you know, it's fantasy and I want to be different and that's cool. But most of the time it's not going to be good for you if that person doesn't do well, because everyone else has someone else who's doing really well. And then you're behind. So I feel like just following the pack, with everyone just made it a lot easier for me. Um, obviously not going to be able to get everyone that, um, you know, in the top percentage of owners, but I just feel like if you go early on in the season and just go to the percentage owned by teams and try and get as many of those players as you can, there might be, there might be a couple that you don't want to get for various reasons. Like you might be strongly against getting someone maybe like, I don't know, Tommy Talau, let's say who, who flopped at the start of the season, you mightn't get him or, you know, and that's fine. But I would suggest having a lot of people that everyone else has at the start of the season who will make it really easy for you. Um, I know Callum said about the mid-ranges. I actually enjoyed having a few mid-ranges this year, so I think I'm going to try and stick with that um, and just have a good balance of cheapy, mid, and and the expensive blokes um, for next year. The, the centre... Uh, method that we've been talking about and it also translated into wing fullbacks a bit this year for the first time um their scoring was really bad in those two positions and we didn't really want to spend a lot of money on it um but however i do think you still need a gun in that position so i only really had Lockie miller at the in week one in the wing fullback and center so those those five starting positions and then week two, I, I got in Jack Bird into my center. So at least I had two out of five guys I could rely on getting a decent score in those spots. Because those five spots, you have to score every week, you know. So you don't want to go too cheap, I guess, is what I learned this year. You don't, you know, I started with someone like Isaac Thompson and, um, you know, just Tommy Talao probably, you know, starting my centers in the first two weeks. And that's, uh, you know, absolutely terrible for your score. You know, Will Warbrick, Carm Pereira, and Lockie Miller, that's a terrible back five, really, in fantasy terms. So maybe looking at trying to bolster that position by one would have been ideal for next year. Um, but it, again, it comes down to 
the the players that are available. And as I say, just go with the pack. I think um, with my trades, as you boys know, like I usually hold on to a lot of trades if I can. Um, and I did that again this year, um, which which seemed to work out well for me. Just in finals time, I just unfortunately got to be unlucky with a few players out and you know those guys that I had didn't really perform that week that I needed them to so you know I, I feel like again trade saving is ideal I could even save some more trades as I went on before about Hopgood and Carrigan I sold them probably a bit too early even you know even a few of my cash cows I might have sold a little bit too early there so um yeah I feel like overall played solid strategy just maybe bolster that back five by one next year and um, just go with the pack early on in the season, I feel like, and you can't go wrong. So that's the main thing that you're uh, giving advice on. The The very first round of fantasy next year is so important. Your team that you choose is very, very important. So that way you don't have to make as many trades um, in the early rounds to try and um, uh, catch up with everyone else who has picked players that they're keeping throughout the, the majority of the season. Yeah, exactly right. Um, there's obviously going to be a few players that are really highly owned that we we might flag as people you don't want. So that's probably our job in the podcast. So if you listen into our podcast in preseason, we will say, you know, let's say two years ago, Xavier Coates was owned by like 35% of coaches. And that was one of them was me. And to be honest, I think Callum said you shouldn't have him. And I got him anyway, and he wasn't that good. He he got one good score for me and won me one head-to-head game, but that's about it. He he made me like probably 50K or 60K, that's it. And you don't really want that at the start of the season. You want a bit more than that. So they're the type of guys you can stay away from in the highly highly owned players. Um, but we should be good, like Callum and I and you, between us, we should be able to flag those players um, for everyone. But as a general rule, yeah those highly owned players you should be having in your team. Make sure you are listening to the preseason episodes next year. We are very much looking forward to your company once again. And if you have been a follower of the podcast this year, can we just say massive thank you for your support to all the coaches and listeners who have um, reached out to us on our social media platforms. Thank you very much for your support. And uh, we hope that you did uh, gain some good um trades and opinions through us throughout the year that it uh will bring you back next year as another listener um and if you did enjoy the potty uh please make sure if you know anyone else who does play fantasy or is thinking about playing fantasy next year to get them on the three blokes nrl fantasy podcast bandwagon would love to have more uh followers and some new faces throughout the year as well uh we do also want to thank the sponsors who have been with us since the uh, get-go from last year, Harson Photography and Wolf Consulting and Risk, thank you very, very much for your continued support and hopefully uh, your support in 2024. With that being said as well, if you are listening and you own a small business or you're at a work who potentially wants to get amongst a podcast and get uh, weekly um, mentions, like Callum said before, we will be potentially having a Q&A episode. So that's going to be two uh, sponsor pod, uh, podcast mentions a week. Um, please get in contact with us so we can try and line something up. Um, and again, thank you to our sponsors for this year's support. 
uh, lads, well done this year. Nick, obviously, congratulations to you for having one of your best fantasy uh, years uh, in recent history. That's great. Hopefully, you can top it next year. Cal, I know you're looking to bounce back and and reclaim your uh, rightful spot at the top of the leaderboard next year. So, uh, you know, good luck to you next year. But obviously, lads, I'm coming in hot next year. I'm going to be asking you boys a lot more for options. Nah. I'm not. Maybe. But um, it's been a good year, lads. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Rolls. Uh, been a good year, mate, obviously. Um, obviously, the Wiltons haven't done so well this year, so um, looking to bounce back next year, eh, lads? Yeah, right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks, boys. Been a good good season. Um, I'll see you at the top next year because that's where I belong. Beauty, well said. Uh, Nick, do you want to wrap us up, mate? Oh, I thought that was a good wrap up, but I do have a joke. If you want me to to finish off the season with one, it's got to be it has got to be the best joke of the year. We have to finish on a high. Do you think your joke can produce that? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> give it to us anyway. All right, I'll give it to you. It, it might be a reused joke as well, so I've lost track these days. Uh, but uh, Riley, do you know why why it's so hot at a Gold Coast Titans game? Sunshine State, I don't know. Close. Uh, it's because they don't have many fans. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for a great year. We will see you next year.